In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Tawahado, presented by YLTC, where we aim to create a space for the youth to have thought-provoking dialogue on EOTC topics that strengthen our faith and ultimately bear spiritual fruits. So on today's episode, called God's Political Stance, within the same season of Battling 2020, we have myself, Tion, and a very special guest here. He is repping North Carolina, and he has been serving YOTC for a very long time now, and his name is Benny. Hey, Benny, thank you for joining us. Hey, Zion, how's it going? I'm very happy to be here. Going well, going well. Thanks for coming. Um, so before we get started... This episode um, isn't meant to be, for all the listeners out there, it's not meant to be alienating or one-sided um, to any one group based on socio-political views or ethnic group. Um, this is intended to bring everyone together as much as possible um, as brothers and sisters in Christ. So um, just to get right into it, um, with the obvious tension going on in Ethiopia and the United States as well, I wanted to kind of get the ball rolling on the stance of God within politics that we face globally. So God does not belong to any one political party, um, nor does he favor or bless one country over the other. Um, so, Benny, I just wanted to ask you, and we can always you know, go back and forth and discuss this, but how can we be politically active ourselves while not really falling into um, the customs of the world and neglecting the focus of the afterlife? So what do you have to say on that? Um, yeah, I think that's an excellent, excellent question. I think like reflecting on this past week, um, you know, it's just, it's definitely, um, it's been an exhausting week and kind of reflecting on what you were saying, what's going right. on here mm-hmm. and home. And, um, you know, when thinking about like what politics is, um, in a nutshell, politics is, is, is just like the activities associated with how countries govern, right? It's, it's right. just, um, you have countries, you have lots of things you have to take into consideration, you know, mm-hmm. finance, education, healthcare, and, uh, and those things are, are, um, are decided and, and executed through, yep. through the structure. And, and I think in and of itself, politics is not um, a negative thing. I think mm-hmm. sometimes where we get into a, a problem is, is when we're, we try to, sometimes, you know, fit um, politics, like we try to fit our faith as Christians, practicing Christians, mm-hmm. we try to fit our faith into a political party. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you soon realize that, you know, you know, politics was not, you know, the earthly politics was not created to be um, a, a Christian, like part of our Christian faith. So right. we, we need to look at everything, any issue we look at. Um, so for example, if you talk about racial justice, um, and you know the innocent um, deaths of, of black people. Yeah. Uh, that that's you know it goes you know beyond like what we might think of as politics. It, it goes to, right into our Christian faith and and what God has said about life and the importance mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. 
so when you start looking at those things through the lens, the, the spiritual lens, then we start looking at issues, you know, you know, spiritually and from what God has taught us rather than like the earthly definitions, you know, exactly. political ideology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's definitely possible to fight for issues and, and justice and fairness and mm-hmm. so on and so forth um, that, because those issues line up with, um, with what God has taught us as, yeah. as priorities as when we're, when we're living on this earth. Um, I just think it's mm-hmm. important. Framing is important. It is, yeah. The lens yeah. is not political ideology. It should be our yeah. spiritual life. Yeah, absolutely. I was, you know, I was actually going to um, kind of mention something that you kind of touched on. Um, just, you know, the idea of not getting carried away within our earthly, you know, our earthly problems, looking at looking at our leaders as if they are our ultimate leaders. Um, they're not. So our true God, the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, we all know that's Jesus Christ. And we have to remember who our true leader is. It's, it's easy for us to kind of get carried away within our problems here on earth but we kind of have to continuously remind ourselves to remember that god's in control he is in fact engaged in our lives so it's not like he's excluded himself from our our political problems he's aware he's he's here and he's never absent um but it's important to know that he's our true leader and he's who we should you know completely submit ourselves to and he reminds us uh in the book of psalms um chapter 22 verses 28 for the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. So this is kind of something that we always, we say this in our prayers. We say, you know, we always mention that he's the Lord of Lords, but we forget to actually incorporate that into our daily lives before we put out you know, comments online, before we, we, before we think about what we say, we don't really consider that he's our true leader um, and we have to act as such. So it's something that we should meditate on as Christians. Um, you know, this verse is really helpful for us. Um, to just kind of look back on and reflect and say like, hey, you know, these political leaders are not perfect, but our God is, right? So absolutely, something that I um, definitely want to mention and let everyone know that um, moving forward, um, this kind of, everything's kind of going to be connected throughout this whole podcast. But for, for this, um, we want to figure out what do we tend to do wrong um, in our reactions to opposing views and um, what can we practice to do right moving forward um, to showcase the values that um, Christ has exemplified while he was here on earth. Yeah. I mean that, you know, when, when my, um, when my screen use reminder popped up this Sunday morning, mm-hmm. you know, let's just... <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> mine went up like, yeah, yeah, mine was up. but I think, <laughs> I think, I think it's just like, there's a tendency, a natural tendency, right? Um, mm-hmm. of like an emotional response. And, and, you know, like, I think I really appreciated your, the, the, you know, the disclaimer you gave. I think it doesn't, at the beginning, I think it doesn't mean that we don't have personal views on what's mm-hmm. going on in the world. Like, it doesn't mean we have no personal views. Yeah. I think a lot of times we do have emotional responses and we, we are influenced more than we think probably by um, social media and by groupthink, you know? Um, yes, absolutely. And so there are there are legitimate reasons sometimes for you see something happening that's not fair and you know it, it is appropriate to to, mm-hmm. to kind of advocate for fairness but it's like 
you know, where are you taking those appeals to? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and mm-hmm. how are you, uh, how, you know, how divisive are you getting with other people because of it? You know what yeah. I'm saying? What are you posting because of it on social media? Like those types of things can be. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned, um, I just wanted to kind of touch on what you just said. You mentioned groupthink and I, and I, I know what that is. I just wanted to, you to, you know, how does that play a role in like, you know, can you elaborate on group think? That's a really, really good point. How that has caused us to kind of mindlessly put out harm, kind of just like copying what other people are saying and just spreading more hate. Um, so can you just go ahead and elaborate on the idea of group think and how that's harmful as Christians as for everyone, honestly? Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent idea. I think uh, an excellent question. I think group think is just this idea that you know, you um, may have like personal perspectives um, and positions and ideas on certain things, but then um, you go onto social media or you, you know, walk into a room with a group of people who are highly charged, emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. And then what ends up happening is, you know, your own perspectives um, and your own feelings about that situation becomes even more heightened. So and then a great mm-hmm. analogy is like, you have like, a TV station and it's on the right channel, but the volume keeps going up. And mm-hmm. so like on the right, like mm-hmm. your, your perspective is correct, but like, it doesn't have to be so loud. Like, it doesn't yes, have to I be see. So, I, that's actually you know? a really good example. <laughs> yeah. So you can like stay on the right channel, but just drop the volume like by 50%. By, by 50%. Yep. Yeah. So, so it doesn't like <laughs> your eardrums out. Yeah. So I think, if you, I think that's a really good, um, a good, good point to mention that even if you do have, so like the question was about how we, what we tend to do wrong with our reactions. That's a really good point that you mentioned to decrease your volume because we do have natural tendencies to feel anger, angry, um, to have, you know, the tendencies to, you know, put out revenge. These type of evil uh, temptations that Satan has um, and wants us to feed ourselves into. But making sure that if you do feel these things, keeping it to yourself. That way you are not spreading more fire and, you know, causing more hate and spreading that around um, people around you, people online. So it's kind of like if you're going to fall, fall by yourself, but don't bring your brother and sister down with you. So I think yep. a really good point with, you know, decreasing your time on social media because you may feel tempted to put out something you'll regret. Um, and this kind of allows me to think, you know, as a solution that I've been doing has been to just like meditate on um Again, Psalms. Psalms really comes through with these, but um, perspective is, is, you know, he mentions in Psalms uh, chapter 133, verse one, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. So it's, I think I mentioned the idea of certain Bible scriptures sounding obvious, but I think it's necessary that God puts these obvious, um, you know, maybe even cliche statements um, in the Bible because he knows that we tend to forget them. So we know how great it is to live in unity, but if we don't meditate on the script on the scripture and you know constantly remind ourselves of the the beauty and God's God is desperate for us to be united, um, we should really meditate on that and make sure that we are incorporating that into our daily lives um, and just not forgetting this obvious statement. Um, we tend to you know overlook these things that God um, puts um, in our in our spiritual book. So making sure to meditate yeah. on that. No, that is, that is, that is so true. And I think that like having, you know, this, this saying that, you know, God um, finding, you know, our unity, you know, to, to be a huge priority or how, how pleasant it is for God, it, it, you know, it, it, it's not saying that that is something that we can just achieve immediately, but, you know, realizing that this should be a goal that we should always be striving, striving yeah. for, you know, and yeah. I think, 
um, when I think about the life of St. Paul, he, you know, he, he was oh, probably yeah. before, you know, before he became Paul, yeah. he was Paul, as yeah. you know, yeah. he persecuted Christians and, and yeah. was probably, um, you know, uh, one of the most, you know, divisive and violent people yes. right? before he yes. became Paul, a yeah. huge uh, evangelist. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, he um, also talks about this in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 1, um, verse 10. And he says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Mm-hmm. And again, to your point, you know, again, this may sound like, you know, he's saying you, you should all agree and there should be mm-hmm. no divisions among Sounds you. Sounds obvious. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not obvious. Yeah. I like the beginning. You know, it says, I appeal to you. Um, I, I think of that as he's saying, like, I beg you. Like, I, I know mm. what it's like to be. <laughs> and he knows <laughs> out of all people, he knows. <laughs> out of yeah. all people. Like, he's like, I get it. Yeah. But try, strive to have agreement amongst you strive to have unity amongst you this does not mean that you always have to agree this is not like kumbaya and holding Mm -hmm. hands and everything is perfect that's not what this is presenting and saul knows that like he knows the life uh, he led so but it's just like the 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 goal should be unity that's that should be our way we we operate ourselves in our uh you know whatever you know political initiatives Mm -hmm. we are behind should Mm. try to get us to this idea of 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 unity yeah i think you mentioning saint paul is actually excellent for this because not only is what like you know if anybody said what he said it would be great advice but the fact that it came from him and you know someone that you know has you know been through this experience he has persecuted christians he's been on the other side he's been on both sides right so he knows how it feels to be on the side of persecuting and he knows how it feels on the side you know to be you know a follower of christ and he yeah. he's the greatest role model we have when it comes to times like this so i think it's great that as christians uh, we not only have you know uh, guidance that from god but we have people that have actually experienced this and we can take their advice from firsthand um experience so yeah really great really great mentioning paul um this leads me to um so um based on christ's teachings um on persecutions in his name why should we uh, not feel forsaken for what we have been experiencing in the world so why should we you know it's really tempting for us to be like i feel like god has forgotten us i feel like you know he's forgotten ethiopia He's forgotten. Like he's like, is he here? Like, is he even listening? How you know? How should we feel, and what should we do about that? Yeah, I mean, that, it's it's. I, I've certainly, honestly, um, felt that way um, for you know a lot of last week and carrying over to this week. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just being honest. And a lot of people mm-hmm. have have felt that way. Um, you know this idea of being forgotten this this idea of like feeling like you are uh you know um a christian and and you know you you love god but you continue to feel like you know there are all these like troubles in the world you know yeah and uh, and this idea like where where is god you know um and to be honest with you like the, the 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 best approach continues to be something very cliche or we may yep. think is cliche but is, is of critical importance is taking those concerns and bringing them before god mm-hmm. um and and this is where we we sh- where we should turn the volume up you know what i'm saying and it's not yes. just like oh dear god you know let there be peace in the world but really appealing to god with you know our full commitment full emotions 
you know, let, letting him see how mm-hmm, we're feeling mm-hmm. and how we're frustrated with, with everything that, that's going yeah. on. You know? Yeah. And, um, and I look at, you know, you know, the, the Israelites, um, and in Exodus and in most of the Old Testament and their relationship yeah. with God, right? Yeah. Um, and how, you know, God's frustration with, with the Israelites was all about, you know, them being the chosen people, but not living up to that standard and continuing mm-hmm. to forget God, despite the fact that them being like the chosen people of God, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's part uh, in Exodus um, chapter 32 where, you know, God is like so um, frustrated, right? Like as a father to a child, like frustrated by the, the, the disobedience. Um, and, you know, he says, um, chapter 32, um, verse 10, he says, you know, now, therefore, let me alone, let my wrath may, may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make you a great nation. Um, and when he says this, basically, you know, saying that he's going to bring about, you know, wrath for the Israelites, mm-hmm. you, you see Moses, um, um, he's talking to Moses. So you see Moses then saying, you know, he's pleading with God, you know, he says like, Lord, yeah. why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out, the la- out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out of out um, to harm them, to kill them in the mountains and to consume them? from the face of the earth, turn from your fierce wrath, relent. You know, he's saying to God, like he's talking to God, he's angry. He's like, why God, why are you doing this to the people that you love? Basically like the, you know, intercession, right? Like this is interceding on behalf of the people. And literally um, verse 14 says, so the Lord relented from the harm, which he said he would do to his people. And I love this because it shows so many things. It shows the power of intercession, but it shows the power of intercession that one person can do on behalf of his or her country, right? Like, that we, you know, we always say, oh, just pray about it. But like the power of being able to have, you know, that yeah. relationship with God and leveraging that and, and that God truly listens, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he can listen to us, but it's like, who is right now turning to God honestly and earnestly during these challenging times? Yeah. Like how many of us are more likely, I, I know I am, more likely to turn to social media to, to kind of like express <laughs> yeah. my views. That's, you know? all, that's and, true. You know, my thumbs are tired. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> my, but my prayer books are still crisp. You know? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's like, actually a really good I point. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, you mentioning the power of prayer is something that needs to be reiterated over and over. And especially during times like this, where you mentioned, you know, we're tempted to go on social media, we're tempted to um, express our deepest emotions to our peers and people that we don't even know. When we have a God that's like, he doesn't even care how you talk to him. He just wants you to talk to him. And understanding that God is, you know, all your anger can be let out on God, he's big enough to take it. So if you are angry and if you do feel alone, you do feel forsaken, it's way better to pray to God and let him know and be angry with him than it is to be angry with those around you that can't really do much about this current situation. And God actually switched the thing, switched this completely around. Um, so just understanding that God is desperate for us to just communicate with him um, and we should leverage that, like you said. Um, that actually leads me to one final point with this and it's you know the idea of entitlement. So I know this is like, you know, switching the switching the angle of what we were just talking about, but you know, feeling like we shouldn't speak to we shouldn't speak about God in a way where we 
deserve his mercy. We are very yes. unworthy of his mercy. And yes. this reminds me, um, I always have to remind myself of this um, amazing part of the Bible where it talks about, you know, when, when Jesus was crucified on the cross, he had people, uh, one person to the left of him and crucified and one person to the right. And how um, the we tend to act like the person on the left, where the person on the left was uh, boldly asking Christ to save us. Like, why don't you, if you're God, why don't you come save us? And, you know, the attitude that he had, you know, like, I think our attitude matters sometimes when we talk about God, because we are saying it like, we deserve your mercy, like, come fix the world, as if we are worthy of that. Mm-hmm. I think we should strive to be more like the guy on the right, um, where he, is, he was humble, and he was saying, you know, we don't even, we don't deserve his mercy. Um, mm-hmm. He eventually ended up saying, you know, asking God to remember, to remember me. And God told him that he would be in the kingdom of heaven that same night. And he was the very mm-hmm. first person to enter the kingdom of heaven for those that don't know. And I think it shows that God is very, very much willing to accept us and, and um, have, have us enter his kingdom, just as he immediately accepted the sinner on the right. I think us being humble can get us to that stage. And, you know, we should forget, we should um, never forget to humble ourselves and to say like, we don't deserve, we don't really deserve peace. Uh, we should be on our knees begging God for peace um, because, you know, we continuously um, ignore him and we don't, we don't follow what he, what he has commanded us to do. So our attitude should kind of change. Um, and I think that, that has, that humbles me a lot. Just that, that statement yeah. itself really, but puts me like, I'm like, all right, you got it. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I need to change my whole attitude. Um, it's a great reminder um, that I like to tell myself. So, um, and, you know, um, moving forward. Um, so based on Christ's teaching um, on hand, how to handle disunity, um, what do you think our responsibility is to bridge the gap that we have uh, been experiencing in the world? So now it's like time for action. Like it's time for us to actually, you know, if we are feeling angry, if we are feeling violent, what can we do to make sure that we are putting that aside and not feeding into our temptations? Yeah, no, I think that that's, you know, that's the calling, right? Like, and that's, you know, something even for myself, like I, I think about and, and, you know, I think that the, the way I hear your question, I think about our responsibility and the hour I'm thinking about is like our generation. You know, I think one thing, the benefit that we have of, of living in, in 2020, and, you know, a lot of people might be like, there's no benefit to living in 2020, <laughs> but there is, the one benefit is that we are growing up and, and living in a world, right, that's mm-hmm. multicultural and globalized, and we see people from different backgrounds, different perspectives, and what that means is that that allows us to realize the beauty in people's differences, and and that, like, differences... Um, even if it's like a political perspective, it does not mean that you have to hate someone or you have to be disagreeable or, you know, not carry out your Christian duty to love one another. You, you know right. what I'm saying? And, and, and that like unity is possible while accepting people's differences. And, and, and the Bible, again, is very clear on this. Like if we are asked to be, you know, you know, as, as humble uh, as a dove and as cunning as a snake, yep. it's like if somebody's trying to kill you. Of course, that doesn't mean that you go and try to like, you know, like hug them when, when they have a gun trying to kill mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. For, for no reason. That's not what it's trying to say. But that doesn't mean you can't pray for them, right? Their soul matters. You know what I'm saying? So like, you can still pray for them for for their changed heart. And so I think like we can accept people for who they are. We can we can accept people's differences and accept that differences exist in the world. 
Yeah. Like we always get shocked when we see a perspective that's different than ours. Exactly. Even if it's like really hurtful to our people or our population, it's like that is the world. Literally like the, this world is full of division, full of hate. This is not heaven. And so mm-hmm. our goal thus, people who, if we claim to have this close relationship with God is continuing to strive for unity, continuing to strive for change hearts and, and pray for a change hearts for those who may have, a, you know, what we consider to be a wrong, wrong perspective. And it also means that like, we do have to like temper some of the way we think about our own perspectives. Like, you know, just talking to like our Ethiopian Americans, like we hear a lot of times like us talking about our culture, which we should be really proud of, but like sometimes that pride gets into this realm of like superiority, like we're better. Yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In our faith, right? We sometimes think we're a bit better than others. It doesn't mean our faith is not true, but like, are we really better than others? Like for, through our actions, like you right. know, there are people who are not Christians who also like give to the poor and adopt people, you know, from Africa and mm-hmm. do a lot of amazing things that if somebody came here and we didn't say a single word through our actions, could people tell that we were Christians? Like, mm-hmm. so we right. should have priority, this pride and you brought up the humility thing. That's our attitude is the guy on the right. Like that should be our attitude is yeah, absolutely. Of, of humility. Um, and so, you know, I, I think about, um, uh, a Bible verse here, Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 8 to 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a, an important command that that reminds us, for those of us who are Christians, that we, once you say you're a Christian, you're sort of in this commitment that you're sort of above certain pettiness, right? You're, you're yeah. above, above like, divisiveness. So it says, but now you yourselves are to put off all of these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. So I, I love that because that that tells us like, you know, you don't have time for all of this, like, you know, like bickering on social media comments. Yeah. Like you just don't, that's not, that's not where we are, where we should be. We should yeah. elevate the game a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, political mm-hmm. conversations, like we should model for others on what that looks like. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I think that you um, mentioned a good point with us, you know, correcting ourselves and making sure that we are saying like as Christians, we were called here to, like you said, be a role model um make sure that other people are looking at us and i remember there was um somebody had told me that a deaf person someone that had a hearing disability should be able to tell that you're a christian just by your actions so not just by the things that you say things that you preach you know the bible verses that we post online even the bible verses we're saying here like after this podcast is over it's really important that we actually practice what we're preaching what we're saying and making sure we're not feeding into our pettiness um that tends to creep up on us every now and then um especially during these past couple weeks um so uh that kind of uh sums up our episode on um god's political stance uh thank you very much Bini, for you know taking the time out of your day uh to speak on this very important uh, and necessary topic i know people are probably waiting on us to speak on this um but we of course had to prioritize uh, god's perspective on this um this episode was meant was 
shared with love. Uh, we are encouraging unity on everyone. To our listeners, we hope that you learned something from us. Um, hopefully you gained some spiritual advice with all the tension going on in this past couple of weeks. Um, glory be to God that he gave us this platform to even spread love the way we are doing. Um, be sure to tune in to all of our previously released episodes and more info on YOTC. Our Instagram is young underscore OTC. Our YouTube is young OTC and our website is yotc.org. So thank you, everyone. Thank you.